0: Welcome. Bonjour. Vous écoutez le podcast Dirty Feet sur les ondes de No More Radio. You're
1: listening to the Dirty Feet podcast on the No More Radio network.
2: Nous sommes vos animateurs
1: et animatrices. We are your hosts, Alison Burns,
2: JD Papillon,
1: et Stephanie
0: Morereva listen in we're
2: gonna move you
1: this episode is uh, being recorded in winnipeg manitoba Uh, we are currently uh, at the uh, winnipeg's contemporary dancers uh Theater here, the Rachel Brown Theater, and uh, we're speaking with Brent Lott, who is the artistic director of Winnipeg's Contemporary Dancers. Brent, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: So I would love to to give a little background on yourself, and then we can get into uh, Winnipeg's contemporary dancers a bit more and the, the scene in general here in, okay. in Winnipeg, which we're very curious about. Um, so you uh, studied at the, the School of Contemporary Dancers here in Winnipeg?
2: Yeah, it was kind of a funny story. I was actually at the ballet. I was in the professional program at the ballet, and I got stress fractures. And I was in my feet, and I was told I had to take two weeks off but I was such a little bunhead that I snuck over to the School of Contemporary Dancers <laughs> and took class there because I didn't want to get out of shape and absolutely fell in love with it. So a couple weeks later, I switched.
1: And you never went back to the Royal Winnipeg Ballet
2: School? I went back to teach there okay. in the professional program, but not not to perform.
1: Excellent. And then uh, and then you ended up performing uh, for, for a few different companies. Yes. Well, first of all, it was
2: called... Um, well, Fortunately, I got a Canada Council grant right after graduating, and uh, back then it was they flew you to Toronto. You had to take a dance class, and then you had to do um, a a solo or a duet, and it was all like at the Betty Oliphant Theatre or something like that, and um, yeah, it was very, very different than it is now. But I got a grant, so I got to go to New York, and I danced for a couple of smaller companies in New York for about four months, and then came back and danced with a company called Dance Collective, um, which was two choreographers, Ruth Cansfield and Gail Peterson, highly. and uh, then it morphed into uh, the Ruth Cansfield Dance Company, and then I danced here.
1: Wonderful. So, uh, so... Grand return to Winnipeg, and then dancing for the Winnipeg Contemporary Dancers. Um, and as far as I understand, your your interest in in dancing for this company was to get into choreography. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I uh, had been mostly working. Um, with Ruth Cansfield, who was a kind of a single choreographer company. She did bring in some guest artists. We got a chance to work with Ted Robinson and David Monk and Errol Reum. But I never worked with choreographers who had worked, uh, created by uh, using improvisation. And Tom Stroud, who was the artistic director here then, was doing that a lot. And so I approached him and asked him if he would be interested in hiring me and uh, that I had an interest in choreographing and that I really thought that if I had the opportunity to work with him that that would help me on my journey towards becoming a choreographer.
1: So, so about five years performing and then you became his assistant and eventually took over the artistic direction correct?
2: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it wasn't as easy as that, but
1: And then now what is the the main focus of Winnipeg contemporary dancers? I understand that um you know, the quality of work, innovation of work and 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 in exchange nationally and internationally. These are kind of at the core of of the values here. Do you want to expand on that?
2: Well, I like to put together a a season that um challenges our audience to think to broaden what they their their understanding of what they think uh, contemporary dance or modern dance is so sometimes there's some more accessible pieces and sometimes there's more m- much more challenging pieces um, and within that season um, there is my work plus I, I try to um, get Um, local choreographers to participate in our season as well or give them opportunities to and then I usually bring in somebody nationally also to come in and choreograph on the company
3: and for those of our listeners that, that aren't familiar with Winnipeg's Contemporary Dancers, how did it begin? What's what's some of the history of, of this company?
2: Well, uh, we just celebrated our 50th season. So the company was started in 1964 by Rachel Brown, who um, right now on the uh, uh, film circuit, the documentary film circuit, there is a film about her... Um, her life and creating the company and then her work after she left the company. It's called, uh, uh, a good madness, the dance of Rachel Brown, I believe. Um, and, uh, it's very well done. So, uh, she started the company in 64 and then in the late seventies, Bill Evans, an American choreographer came in as the artistic director. Um, and he just lasted a year and after that, they hired Ted Robinson, and that was that was uh, basically defined the 80s for contemporary dancers, and really catapulted um, the company into, um, well, no, Rachel had already done, been very successful with the company and touring, but uh, certainly by the time Ted took over, there was lots of money. The 80s was lots of money, or the late 70s, early 80s, like <clears throat> a lot of money. Um, so the company was like 12 dancers and worked year round. It was amazing, you know, compared Mm. to what we have now.
3: And the school, how did that come into, to, uh, formation and and how is that connected to the company?
2: Again, Rachel Brown started the school. Um, she needed dancers, so she started training. The school is about 40 years old now. Um, and it is a separate entity from the company. However, it wasn't always the case. But when Ted Robinson left, the comp uh, the board hired another American named Charles Moulton, who um, fired the whole company and asked them all to uh, audition if they wanted work. I had been apprenticing with them With the company in my graduating year which was the the year before he came and he came to choreograph or set a piece on the company uh, as part of his audition for becoming artistic director I guess and I certainly hated the process and I thought he was really rude to the dancers and particularly to women and uh, so I had no interest in auditioning for him and I also had I knew I had this gig with Dance Collective Um, and I think only one or two of the dancers actually auditioned um, for him and I'm pretty sure the only one he hired was Deanne Kuby um, who had been married to Ted Robinson Um, she was a beautiful dancer she still is Um, and then He hired Charles Moulton hired dancers from Toronto and dancers from New York. He paid for their flights to Winnipeg. He put them up at the fanciest hotel in Winnipeg during his whole creative process. So they got per diem, you know. (laughs) He did two shows. The second show there was the there was guys waiting outside to beat him up they hated wow. the show so much i mean i just got back from new york and i saw that show and it, he was in a pink bunny suit talking about the size of his dick it was just for no reason i mean if if there was a good reason sure <laughs> yes um, but, uh, he, he got, I don't know what happened first. If the board realized that, uh, he was sinking the company financially or that his work was not something they were interested in promoting anymore. Uh, but he got fired and then they found out that the company was in a, like almost $300,000 deficit position. And that. That was really, really difficult, and that's what Tom Stroud inherited, mm-hmm.
3: and and had to fix somehow. Mm-hmm. or try to, yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's such a story. It's a lot of drama. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> and and so the Winnipeg contemporary dance scene has obviously changed a lot over the years since since you've been a part of it. Um, how do you see how do you see it evolving, and how how far has it come, and where do you see it kind of progressing to now.
2: Well, I think the independent community in Winnipeg is stronger than it's ever been. And I think that is probably the the the, the where where the future is, I see uh, winnipeg 's contemporary dancers as more providing a supporting role for that now, providing opportunities, providing dancers, providing workshops, providing um, time to longer time to create because you know when you 're on your own, you need to find money to pay the dancers, you need to find money to pay for the studio, you need to find money to pay for the theater and your marketing, and all of this we kind of have that all set up here. So um, I'm really interested in providing more and more opportunities for those individuals um, that have really shown that they've got some promise and the desire and you know, are out there working.
3: And the demographic of the dancers that you work with, are a lot of them local from Winnipeg? Or, or do they come from, from other cities? and places since,
2: since I have been artistic director, I have only ever hired graduates of our school except for once when I didn't have a guy and I hired Brendan Wyatt from Toronto and brought him in for a couple of shows. But then he was just so busy and everybody wanted him and uh, I just went, you know what, I'm happy with all just with just women. And so I stuck with women for a couple, just a couple of years, and then, but now we have some guys who've been graduating from the school and... Actually, this season, I have three guys, so um, I'm pretty excited about that. They're not necessarily local in the sense that they may have come to Winnipeg right. to come to our school, um, but they've all been graduates mm-hmm. of of the school, and uh, that's not a policy of mine. It's just that the school is producing such strong dancers that yeah. I don't need to look elsewhere.
3: Mm-hmm. And they have some roots already planted in yes. Winnipeg, and, mm-hmm. and they, they know the city, they know the mm-hmm. the climate here.
2: Yeah. And, and oftentimes, um, it's, um, a jumping off point for them. They come and they dance for the company for a couple of years and then they move to a bigger center to see how they can do there.
1: Other than this, uh, the school stealing you away from the Royal Winnipeg Ballet School, is there a relationship there between Winnipeg contemporary dancers and, uh, the Royal Winnipeg Ballet?
2: Yes. Yeah. Um, for sure, Andre Lewis, uh, who's the artistic director of the Royal Winnipeg Ballet, and I—he um, was in the company when I was in the school, um, so we've known each other for for years. Um, and then there's uh, Q Dance, that kind of straddles both those worlds. Uh, so Q Dance is Peter Quance; uh, he's the choreographer, and um, he's a um, a graduate of the Royal Winnipeg. Ballet's uh, professional program and he does very contemporary ballet and he uses the ballet dancers uh, from the company but he's used one of WCD's dancers as well so he kind of straddles both worlds and um, yeah we we, we come together quite a lot Um, both the ballet and WCD tend to um, do some of the um, we do the Carol Shields Playwriting Festival every year at Nuit Blanche the RWB opens up their Founders uh, uh, I think it's called Founders Theater now used to be Founders Studio uh, for uh, Nuit Blanche and and, uh, Culture Days and they always invite us to perform there with them yeah so it's good
1: and then uh, going back to like the independent scene, is do you do you ever work with uh, the Young Lung's Dance Exchange?
2: We partner with Young Lung's Dance Exchange a lot. We provide them usually with uh, free space for their uh, choreographic labs and their workshops, um, which sometimes is like you know five weeks out of the year. Um, yeah. I mean, be, the Young Lungs Dance Exchange, when it started, was started with two or three of our company members. Yeah. And, and, uh, they, they still are very involved.
1: And we didn't get a chance to, to speak with them, but, uh, as far as I understand, like they, they work with Manitoban artists. Correct. Yeah. And they kind of help people get from city to city and do an exchange.
2: I'm probably not the best person to speak for them. Uh, Basically, they, I believe, would be more of a of a service organization. So they're providing uh, opportunities for professional development for Manitoba artists.
1: On the side of of audience development, you were talking about choosing a a program that would you know both please and challenge your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, how do you go about? engaging them? Do you have other initiatives or strategies?
2: We have something called Random Acts of Dance, um, which takes dance basically to the streets or to the fields. Um, We have a little 8x8 riser that's um, in four sections, and then we have these coffin locks that we lock them all together, and then we have this little 8x8 piece of dance floor we tape down. And we have made um three 20 minute pieces that get performed on this on this box and so um we have done um the the Winnipeg Folk Festival which has been a beautiful sight to to, to do it in because we get to be uh, off on the side we have our portable sound system and uh and it, sorry it was off on the side with the uh big prairie sky behind it. One day we were dancing uh, this piece and this swarm of... Dragonflies just decided to like dance above the dancers while while they were performing. It was amazing. But we've we done it in, in public libraries. We do it in, in malls. We've done it at uh, the Red River College here. We've done it at the University of Winnipeg. Um, and then sometimes people actually ask us to, to do it. So um, this past year we were asked to perform it at the Barge Festival, which is at um, the Forks. They set up a stage uh, on the river. And we were asked to perform there. We were asked to perform at the Human Rights Museum. So it's 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 a really important tool for us to get out there and reach people that you know uh, we wouldn't normally reach, and 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 you know, not people, and it's always free. Um, yeah, so that's one of our biggest things we do. I mean, we also participate in. Um, Things like the Carol Shields Playwright Festival, um, the Trunk Festival. Um, yeah, we're we're kind of all over there.
1: And then this this kind of rumor on the uh, on the Fringe circuit for sure is is about the audiences in Winnipeg and how accepting they are and how excited and enthusiastic they are. And we've definitely witnessed that being mm-hmm. here. And as far as I understand, that's a year-round thing as well. So do you feel very supported by the? Patronage in this community?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. We got some lo- beautiful, long-time supporters and some new ones. And what's uh, what's exciting is is that the 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 students in the school, as part of of uh, their. Um, student fees they, they get a uh, season subscription well they often they don't come alone they bring their boyfriends and girlfriends so we are constantly getting young people to come back to come into our space and get exposed to uh, modern dance which is great
3: I think one of one of the things that is really important in in sometimes a, a either a smaller city or a city that's kind of cut off from other cities as Winnipeg mm-hmm. is is um, to allow children and, and young people Um, to see, to see that dance is an option for them. Um, how do you kind of incorporate that into, into the company or into the school, reaching out to even younger audiences than, than the, the company perhaps?
2: Well, we participate with several, um, uh, performing arts schools in Winnipeg, um, going in, going in and choreographing and, and, and teaching in the schools, um, we haven't done much work with the really young ones, but of course our school does have a general general program. So, you know, they have everything from uh parents and taught class all the way up to um the adult classes. We did do a um a six month workshop with uh youth at risk um, that uh Culminated in them having a show. Um, it ended up being about a fifty-minute show here in the Rachel Brown Theater, and uh, yeah, it was a beautiful experience. Uh, so I I got to work with um, the these young people for. I think about three weeks pretty intensely. So they worked for six months with a variety of different artists, video artists, visual artists, uh, rap artists, um, and then the dance artists that I provided. And they created all this stuff. And then I came in at the end and worked for three weeks with them to take everything that they had built and put it into one show. And it was an amazing experience. We had one uh, young woman who... Always uh, had to have her, I think, about eight-year-old brother um, with her because uh, her mom was off working. And she was from a single-parent family. And uh, one day, the sister, um, uh, the young woman who was in the program, had to go to be at the doctor's with her mother to translate for her mother. So she left her younger brother with all of us he was you know he knew all of us and it was like sec- his second home and uh when we were doing her sections he just jumped in and he had learned it all uh, you know but just i don't know how he learned it but he knew all the moves <laughs>
3: the understudy <laughs> i know
2: and um uh it was just amazing and then he was here at the theater you know for the, we were in here for a week teaching them all about lighting and uh, theater protocol and stuff like this. And at a certain point I went, do you want to be in this show? And he went, yeah, yeah. And so we just had to have his mother sign something and we incorporated him into into the show. So wow. it was fun.
3: That's, that's a beautiful story.
2: Yeah. So we take opportunities when we can. Mm-hmm. It's not something that uh, we don't have something that's the same every year. You know,
3: and you spoke a bit about uh video artists and and other artists coming in what what is the collaboration or exchange between other art forms and dance in Winnipeg like
2: pretty big pretty big I mean collaboration seems to be the way to go mm. you know um it just reinvigorates you and opens up all kinds of possibilities. Um, I just did a show with um with four musicians who uh, played live for the production. And we also had James, our wonderful technician here. He's a a video artist. Mm -hmm. So he did the video for that production as well. And it was video that was, I had moving screens. So somehow he managed to get the video in the right place at the right time, all the time. He was amazing. Uh, I kept on running, as I was choreographing, I come up with an idea and I I'd run over to his office and I go, is this possible? Can I do it? Because if, you know, if I, if I can't do it, I might as well not, you know, create it. Um, and he goes, yeah, I think I can do that.
3: So there's a lot of exchange between there is, different, there different is. art forms yeah. here. It seems to be the trend. Um, I think it's the trend everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, it's always existed, but I do think it's becoming more important. And I think with the changes in the Canada Council, it might be even more important. Mm.
1: Uh, you kind of mentioned the the skeleton of what of what a usual season looks like with a national artist coming in and, and choreographing on the company. Can you give us the um, the lay, layout for the next season so that we can kind of give an okay? Idea well,
2: we open up the season in October with uh, a show called Gorge that is part of uh, a prairie dance circuit that myself and uh, four other artistic directors of uh, prairie dance organizations or companies uh, started to develop five years ago. So as it is working in this incarnation um, for the last... So now we've got four directors. Um, And... Uh, representing Winnipeg, Edmonton, Calgary and Regina. So we've got Brian Webb in Edmonton we have um, uh, Nicole Mion from Calgary from the Fluid Festival and then we have Robin Patra from Regina New Dance Horizons and each of the last four years we chose a city that would be the touring city so we would choose the let's say uh so last last year was our 50th year so as the four directors we went oh that should be the year that you that Winnipeg tours so i as the artistic director in the in winnipeg choose a choreographer and then I put their name forward to the other directors. And if we're all excited about it, then that is the choreographer that will do a half of a show in Winnipeg. And then they will do half of a show in Edmonton. And the other half of the show in Edmonton will be local artists. Same. Uh, then, then Nicole programs um, the work as part of the Fluid Festival. And then Robin does... Uh, that same show, and half of it, half of the the rest of the show is uh, local saskatchewan artists um, so last year in our fiftieth, it was our year, and so we did the half of the show, which was the touring half, and then the other half was supposed to be local, so I chose Ming Han uh, to be the choreographer, and uh, she had an existing work that had not been seen. Uh, outside of a gallery setting and it had been done, I think, three years before that I asked her if she would do uh, in Winnipeg. So this year, it's a Calgary artist, Helen Husak. So Helen Husak has created a new solo for herself and she's created another solo for Kate Stachko, I think is her name. I'm sorry if I have that wrong. Uh, So those two solos are coming to Winnipeg and the uh Winnipeg portion of that show is a new duet that uh company dancer Joanna Riley is choreographing as well as a new uh solo that I have created. So that's our first show that uh, in October. Then um then I'm kind of mostly in creation so we don't have anything until January where we are presenting Paul-André Fortier's Misfit Blues so we'll have Robin Patra and Paul-André in the city here performing that work Um, and then we have at the end of February we have the performance of uh, our emerging company Verge and that is something I developed uh, about four years ago for graduates of our school so I offer a an opportunity to be in a situation where uh, we work as much like a company dance uh, as as a company as possible. So it's five week uh, intensive creation period. You know, class in the morning, nine thirty to 11, 15 minute break, work to lunch. Then you get your lunch, and then you work to five, and um, you do that for five weeks, and then we basically have a show that's pretty raw um uh, and un, un, it 's not it 's not polished you know it's, it's we haven 't had we've, we we' creating right up to the last minute, and so we 're not actually rehearsing rehearsing it and it 's always a very exciting show uh, but uh, uh, so I pick two or three dancers into their graduating year and then they get to stay in the emerging company for two years following um, their graduation. And of course, if they get work in another city and have to leave, that's absolutely fine. That's what this is basically set up for is to give them an opportunity to work like in a company situation and have um, something on their resume uh, that shows they've had some professional work. So that's the end of February.
1: So is the Verge project something that category where you were talking about uh, being more supportive for independent artists and kind of giving them that gap between being part of the company and... Well,
2: that is kind of how I'm trying to support the independent dancers Mm -hmm. um, or or the people who are graduating, because I can't hire them all. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, yeah, before they head off to a big city... I think it's really important that they have some professional experience, and uh, you know, then someone can actually call me and talk to me and say, "Hey, you know, I'm interested in this person. What was your experience working with them?"
1: Mm-hmm. And you and you have a perspective as a as an employer rather than just a teacher.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, the when I was saying su- supporting the independent, when I was talking about that earlier, I meant the independent choreographers. You know, providing them with opportunities to choreograph on our company and and have our space and uh, stuff like that.
1: So lots of levels of su- yeah. support. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Then we have an April. We have um, a show that is all duets, so it's going to be a new duet by Ted Robinson, on independent dancer and choreographer in Winnipeg, um, Alex Al- Elliot. Alexander Elliot, um, and she's. Uh, Ted is creating a duet on her and Ian Mosden. Then uh, I am bringing in Lysandra Dodson from Fredericton. Uh, She is a graduate. Actually, we were the only two graduates of 1990 from the school. We graduated together, and then we danced together for years. Um, So I'm bringing her back, and she's creating a new duet on um, uh, two of our dancers. And then I have a new duet in that show and um, and a piece of from my repertoire. Possibly. This is not confirmed yet. And maybe if Paul-Andre Fortier listens to this, this might be the first time he hears this, but possibly a duet that Paul-Andre Fortier choreographed last year for New Dance Horizons Men's Festival in January of 2015. And... Uh, I was out of town when he um, kind of showed that piece here in Winnipeg before it went to uh, premiere in in Regina. Um, But I've seen a DVD of it and I absolutely love it. So if I can find a way to put that in our season, um, I'd like to do that for sure. So that's the uh, April show. And then our final show is in June and it's going to be Uh, not in the Rachel Brown Theater. It's going to be in a larger venue, the Gas Station uh, Arts Center in the Osborne Village. And that's going to be my new full-length work, which is going to be a a collaboration, um, again, with James, the video artist. um, And uh, (laughs) uh, I'm hesitating to say exactly what it is because it might change by you know next month possibly with some local drag queens Mm -hmm. and um, it looks like it's going to be part of Pride Week celebration next year so it will be a Pride event next week next year
1: Wonderful! I have to say we've we've had the good fortune of being able to perform at this theater while we are participating in the the Fringe Festival here in Winnipeg, and uh, we can attest to the fact that James is a wonderfully dedicated technician who really understands dance, which is a which yeah. a pleasure.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for 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 Verge, you know, uh, it's just basically the two of us. Um, I stage manage and he runs the the booth, and we make the lighting design together ourselves on the fly with you know what we have and uh yeah it's it's delightful to work with him
1: I feel like I have a a much better understanding of the company and of dance in Winnipeg
2: I remember I started a thread and never finished it and that was when I was talking about Charles Moulton and the deficit position that he put the company in at that time it was very iffy whether the company would continue to exist Mm -hmm. So Rachel Brown, who was always very smart, suggested to the school that they separate themselves financially and get their own board of directors and everything so that if the company, you know, was no more, the school could could continue continue to thrive. And so, yes, so now we're two very separate entities. I mean, we're both in the same building. We work together um, very well. Verge is basically, you know... um, Uh, a collaboration of the school and of the company you know uh it's it's the school looking out for their graduates to make sure that you know they get a good jump start to their careers but that's why i brought up charles moulton and the deficit just to kind of clarify that the school is a separate entity from the company but you know we're sister organizations
1: all right we've been speaking with uh Brent Lott, who is the artistic director of Winnipeg's Contemporary Dancers at here in the Rachel Brown Theater in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Thank you so much for joining us and Thank taking Thank you the so time. much for
2: having me. It's been fun.
0: Dirty Feet Podcast is produced and hosted by Produits et animés par Alison Burns
3: J.D. Papillon
0: et Stéphanie Moray-Rober We have Mainline Theatre, Montreal Improv Theatre and Paula Flalo to thank
3: Merci pour le soutien.
0: Vous pouvez visiter notre site web, écouter les derniers épisodes lire notre blog, nous aimer sur Facebook et nous suivre sur Twitter
2: You can visit our website, listen to past episodes read our blog, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter
0: Show us some love and help us spread the word. Montrez-nous un peu d'amour et aidez-nous à passer le monde.